Hello and welcome to my podcast, Help Me Rhonda. I'm your host, Dr. Rhonda Karg. I'm a clinical psychologist and each episode of this podcast, I present mental health related information to you, including teaching you new skills that you can practice in hopes of improving your own mental health. So I'm going to teach you some skills today. We're going to be talking about perfectionism, shame, and bullying yourself. So as we know, perfectionism is basically the refusal to accept anything that doesn't meet the standard of perfection. And really, we know that that's really very rarely obtainable. So as a result of that, if you have those very unobtainable standards for yourself and for other people, when you or other people don't meet those expectations, you may become disturbed. If it's something that you did, you will experience shame. Shame is, is one of six primary emotions. We have shame, anger, sadness, fear, love, and joy. So shame is one of six primary emotions, and it is very prominent in the lives of people who are perfectionists because they're consistently coming up short. And when they come up short, they feel the shame, and they may, in turn, bully themselves or be really critical of themselves. I remember years ago when I first learned the first skill that I'm going to teach you today, it's called an emotion meditation. The first time I did an emotion meditation, it was very eye-opening because what I realized was that I was bullying myself when I did not meet my own standards of perfectionism. I don't like to think of myself as a perfectionist. I would say that I have a pretty mild case of perfectionism in all honesty, as you probably can tell from the videos that I've published, uh, very light editing. I'm kind of just take me as I am and don't worry too much about the mistakes and things like that. Uh, and that is coming from a place of like courage and vulnerability. I don't want to present myself as being perfect to you because I'm not. And it's important for me to stay humble. And I mean, really, also, it's really about efficiency. When you become a perfectionist, let's say that I'm editing a podcast, that if I'm a perfectionist, I might spend days editing my videos. Because think about it, like, it's hard to line things up and and splice the video and take sections out. And it is very time consuming. And some people do that. And I sometimes I watch YouTube videos and I'm really blown away by the production and just how much like work they put into it. But I have the equivalent of two full-time jobs right now. And <laughs> there's just no time to be perfect in my world right now. So <laughs> It's, it's good for me to also model that for you, that it's okay for there to be mistakes and it doesn't have to be perfect because, in fact, it won't be perfect. It won't ever be perfect. It might be really good, but it's never going to be perfect. I uh, took a training a few years ago, and they were talking about 80% is perfect, meaning that 
80% is good enough, guys, because the amount of effort it takes for you to get from 0% complete to, or let's say 0% perfect to 80% perfect, takes enough time. And then between 80% perfect and 100% perfect, the amount of time you spend getting from 80% perfect to 100% perfect is not worth it. The squeeze is not worth the juice. So 80% is perfect. And that should be your standard. Is, is it 80%? Yes, believe it or not. But you'll get things done a lot quicker that way. And it's okay if things aren't perfect. And so a lot of times perfectionism starts when we're kids. A lot of times it starts in homes where the children have the impression, whether or not it's accurate, but have the impression that their parents have extremely high standards for them and that if they don't meet those standards, that there's going to be some kind of negative consequence. The parent's going to reject them, abandon them, and as we know, that could mean life or death when you're a kid. So as adults, we have those little wounded parts of us that still get activated and triggered when we're afraid of abandonment or rejection. People like myself who are highly sensitive people, 20% of the population are highly sensitive people. I happen to be one of them. You might be one of them. But we have really big feelings. And when we, when we get triggered it can really throw us off course, okay? And it could, if you, it could really ruin your day if you have such high standards for yourself all over the place and things just aren't working out the way that you want them to. You might get so attached to that perfectionism that it just really stresses you out. And you end up wasting a lot of time and a lot of energy trying to get between 80% perfect and 100% perfect. It's just the juice is not worth the squeeze and the amount of time and effort that you have to put in for that. Someone by the name of Brene Brown, who is absolutely brilliant, you should check her out on YouTube. I believe that she even has a YouTube about this. She wrote a book called The Gifts of Imperfection. And how to let go of what other people think of us and how to start living our lives more authentically. And she, she's a great writer. It's a very easy read. She has several books that are out, but the gifts of imperfection was really her first, uh, the first time that she really hit the ball out of the park was with the gifts of imperfection. So I would check that out. That's her seminal work. And she talks about all the different ways that shame affects us in all these different aspects of her life. And she talks about this one example of her going to uh, the school. She was in the pickup, you know, in the, the line, the car line to pick up her children. And one of the uh, teachers came over to her and asked her if she would make cupcakes the next day for a party that they were having. And at the time she was really overextended and didn't have the time to make cupcakes for all the kids in class the next day. 
But because of her perfectionism and her shame, she said yes. And the reason for that is that we carry around these scripts about the way things should be, the standards that we have for ourselves. And we have pages and pages and pages of scripts for ourselves, maybe for other people. I'll focus on you. Uh, but we have pages and pages of scripts about, let's say, what a good mother is. And the scripts are unattainable. They are perfection. And there's no room in there for humanity and human error. It is standards that are so high that you'll never be able to meet them. And as a result, you end up feeling bad about yourself. So... I take people through this exercise where they write down a good mother is dot, dot, dot. A good mother is someone who never becomes disturbed about anything. We know logically that doesn't make sense, but we can still carry that script around with us and use it as a standard by which we judge our behavior. And they're rather extreme. I really, I would encourage you to do this. Write down the scripts for being a good mother, a good father, a good friend, a good daughter or son or partner or parent. Um, and look at that. Look at the scripts and really be thorough about it. Write down as many things that you, as many standards as you think you hold yourself to. And I think that you'll be really surprised. When I did this exercise, this was years ago, my therapist took me through this exercise. I was astonished by the uh, the standards that I had for myself. I never considered myself to be a perfectionist. But when I did that emotion meditation and looked at the six primary emotions and times that I felt those emotions throughout the course of the day from the time I woke up until now, you look for times where you felt the six emotions. So that's anger, sadness, fear, shame, love, and joy. So looking at the times chronologically throughout the day where you felt those different emotions. In our society, we are so busy. A lot of times we just push our feelings down when we have them because uh, we don't necessarily have time to have real big feelings when we're trying to get things done. It can be a little inconvenient. So what we do a lot of times is just push those feelings down. Well, you can imagine what happens if you don't ever hold space for those feelings. You don't know how things are affecting you. You might be walking around all day getting triggered and don't even remember. And so you have an opportunity here to really grow when you do these emotion meditations. So set the timer for five minutes and think about from the time you opened your eyes until now, what emotions you felt throughout the day. Again, the six primary emotions are anger, sadness, fear, shame, love, and joy. And when you do the exercise, just notice the emotions that you felt don't get caught up in what happened you don't want it to trigger you again you're just you're just observing what you experience through the course of the day emotionally okay so try that out and it, 
I think that you will be very surprised by the frequency with which you experience shame. Shame is the feeling that there's something wrong with you, that you're damaged or broken. When I did my first emotion meditation, I was so surprised by my level of perfectionism. I really had no idea. And it turns out that throughout the day, I was looking at things that needed to be straightened or needed to be cleaned or needed to be put away or and looking around at all the things that were not perfect and think about the effect that that has over on you over the course of a day. Each time that you see things that you feel shame about. And I, w- I was feeling shame about things that were that made no sense at all. At all. I was feeling shame about, uh, you know, if the, if, if the dogs had torn something up and made a mess, I would feel shame about that. I was taking on so much in terms of the standards that I had for myself and somehow believing that I wasn't good enough. So the first time I did an emotion meditation, one of the things that came up that I was really surprised by was that when I would get in my car at the end of the day, I would look around and my car would be messy and I would in turn bully myself about it. And I realized that I was saying to myself, what kind of self-respecting adult drives around in a car living like an animal, (laughs) you know, and being really hard on myself when at the end of the day, like if you had asked me, do I, do I care if my car is messy? I would say no, but unconsciously I was observing it, judging it. And then in turn judging myself because it wasn't up to my standards. So try an emotion meditation, five minutes, see what you learn about yourself, pay attention to the times that you experience shame, because oftentimes when you feel shame, you're bullying yourself. So by noticing the emotions that you have, you're doing a few different things. One is you're holding space for your feelings, you're learning Uh, what emotions you actually had throughout the course of the day. You might have experienced a lot more joy and a lot more love than you realized too. Um, And so noticing the times that you feel different emotions teaches you a lot about yourself. So you'll learn a lot about yourself. You'll hold space for your feelings so that you can process them. And that's a skill that, you could practice daily so that it becomes like an automatic response that you're going to check in with yourself, hold space for your feelings and see what happened for you throughout the course of the day. I find emotion meditations particularly helpful if I'm just feeling off, I feel disturbed or in a bad mood for some reason I'll do an emotion meditation in those situations as well just to find out like what is going on with me because sometimes I just don't know and sometimes I've done emotion meditations and just bawled my eyes out because I had heard so many sad stories that day and just had to push them down because I was working 
and remain objective so that I could help these people. But I still heard sad stories and I still had that feeling of sadness and doing that emotion meditation and just crying, not even realizing that I had all this pent up sadness. So it's a really good idea to do an emotion meditation. And also, like I said, the scripts that you write for yourself, the standards that you have for yourself, think about those standards as being perfection. Think about it like that. Like a good mother never becomes disturbed about anything. A good mother always makes her children happy no matter what. A good mother puts her children to bed at eight o'clock consistently and doesn't ever mess up. I mean, you can see those standards are not realistic, but yet we have them. And a lot of times we don't even know that we have them. So you'll learn a lot about yourself by writing out the scripts for your different roles in life. And you may do, and you may find out that you do have a lot of perfectionism and shame. And the other thing that I was going to say is that when we carry around a lot of shame, imagine what that does to our self-confidence. If we're constantly putting ourselves down and, and giving ourselves the impression that we're damaged and broken, there's something wrong with us, we're not good enough. If we do that, consistently imagine the effect this is going to have on our self-esteem and our confidence and just our mental health in general. We know the effect that bullying has on people. We know that. And it has the same effect on us when we do it to ourselves. Remember, we have control over two things really in the world. We have control over what we focus our mind on and how we react to things. And those are really mostly the only two things in the world that we have control over. How you talk to yourself, how you treat yourself is something that requires discipline and a desire to grow. Okay. I want you to fall in love with yourself. I want you to fall in love with yourself with reckless abandon. I want you to spend two minutes a day saying, I am amazing because I'm amazing because I got out of bed on time this morning. I'm amazing because I took good care of my dogs. I'm amazing because I paid my bills I'm amazing because I ran errands. So looking for things that reasons why you're amazing. And that does a few different things. I mean, it gives you a boost in your mood immediately, but you're also training your brain to look for reasons why you are amazing. And imagine training your brain to do that. And imagine that throughout the course of the day, if you've trained your brain to look for reasons why you're amazing, imagine what impact that would have on your self-esteem and your feelings of self-worth. Think about the, how that could just really transform you. So pay attention to that and think about also what part of you is afraid 
underneath that perfectionism, what little part of you is afraid? It's probably a very primal fear of rejection or fear of abandonment because as kids, when we get rejected or abandoned, that could be life or death. I mean, we would not live without our parent. Imagine how good you would feel about yourself if you practice putting yourself and your well-being first. Think about what that would do for your self-confidence and your self-worth and your self-esteem. Imagine what that would do if you showered yourself with love and affection and emotional support, being your own biggest fan. Remember my body double. Imagine the impact that that will have on you if you validate your feelings, if you encourage yourself, if you talk to yourself like your biggest fan, if you talk to yourself like a therapist or like a best friend or a partner. Think about it. Pour that love into yourself. Practice self-love. I want you to fall in love with yourself. I want you to know how amazing you are. I created a 90-day journaling challenge that explores some of these topics. And each day for the 90 days, I give you a writing prompt that you can write about yourself and positive qualities about yourself and things like that. So if you're interested, I'll leave my email address in the description of this podcast. And you can email me if you're interested in, in seeing that. I'll send you the PDF for that. Uh, but I think that it's a really good idea to consider incorporating emotion meditations, the I am amazing exercise, uh, writing out the scripts for the different standards that you have for yourself throughout your life. Um, you know, those are all things that can really help you in terms of your perfectionism, your shame, and your bullying yourself. And remember when you do those emotion meditations and you realize when you have feelings of shame to pay close attention to how you're talking to yourself in that moment, because I think you might be surprised really just how hard you are on yourself and imagine the effect that has on you across your lifespan. So let's, let's just do something different now. Okay. Let's treat ourselves with love and kindness and compassion instead of holding ourselves to standards where we're going to fall short. That's because we're human. And let's try to let go of that perfectionism. So check out the book, the gifts of imperfection. You can check out Brene Brown on YouTube and I look forward to hearing how this is working for you. So let me know, leave a comment, please like subscribe and share with people that you think might be interested in the video today. I really appreciate you tuning in today. I'll see you next time.